You are listening to Her Guided Evolution, a weekly podcast created to help Black mothers be consistent with their self-care and take daily action toward well-being. I'm your host, Shanice Jones-Cameron, a mom of three, wife, and PhD student. I created the show to connect you with tools and resources to help you commit to a healthier lifestyle, manage stress, and prioritize your personal growth. Now, let's start the show. Hey, and welcome back to episode 15 of Her Guided Evolution. And for today's show notes, you can go to herguidedevolution.com forward slash episode 15. So today I am going to talk about balance. And I know the title of the episode is The Truth About Work, Life, and Family Balance. But as always, this is my truth and these are my opinions on a subject of my choice every week, just like the rest of this podcast. And I can only speak for myself. And these are rooted in my examinations of the world, what I think. And even though the title says it's the truth, it's it's my truth. So I just want to put that out there as we are proceeding with this conversation. So I've had thoughts about this idea of balance for a while, especially when it comes to balancing work and family and just your life in general. And when I say balance, I'm talking about this idea that we are all working toward this ideal place where we are just killing in our careers, taking care of our kids, maintaining fulfilling and loving relationships with our partners, friends, and other family members. And I want to say early in this episode that I ain't with it. (laughs) I'm just not with this ideal of balance and this idea that we should constantly be pursuing this type of balance in our work and life and career and all of that. And I'll tell you why. So I think this idea of work-life balance and managing family and career, I just think it's kind of trash and unrealistic and damaging in a lot of ways and part of why I feel this way is because I don't think the expectation for who should be working to balance her career and family is applied evenly. I know that there is some scholarly literature about gender and work-life balance expectations so I doubt that much of what I'm going to say in this episode hasn't already been said by scholars somewhere But I am speaking from my own observations and my own thoughts and my research interests. So my research interests intersects with gender and labor, but that's not explicitly what I study. I do part of my research focuses on black feminism and health and well-being discourses, social media. So my my research intersects with some of these um, ideas. So I'm going to be talking about this topic based on my observations and the literature that I know. And I wanted to do this episode because I think it's important that we really think about what it means when we have these conversations about balancing work and family and life. And this is something that has irked me for a long time. <laughs> And I'm going to be talking about women and this idea or these expectations that we should be able to balance our lives. And I'm also going to talk about how I see this applying to black women specifically because, you know, this podcast is about us. It's about us. It's about us as black women. When you hear the phrase balancing family and career, 
I want you to think about who or what type of person do you think about within that context. And as you think about that, I'm guessing, my guess is that you are probably thinking about yourself and or you're probably thinking about other women. One of my biggest irritations about this work-life balance conversation is the expectation that people should be balanced in their work and their career. And that is typically, from what I've gathered, that's typically reserved for women. That standard is just not applied evenly. And for me, anything that is aimed only at women or any standards that are reserved for women, it, it just automatically gets the side eye for me. And I think this conversation, as I'm going through this, I want to root it in this understanding, maybe you may even call it an assumption. I want to root it in this understanding that women are the ones who are supposed to balance, meaning maintain the household. We're the ones who are supposed to be washing dishes, child rearing, and doing laundry and keeping the house clean, while also bringing in a check and going to work. And I want you to stop and think about who benefits from these dynamics. Men are benefiting from this. And it normalizes the idea that it's okay for the mother to take on the responsibility with the kids the majority of the time. That that's just the way it is. Men get praised for doing the bare minimum, going to work and changing a diaper here and there. Meanwhile, the mother is often shamed and judged for not going above and beyond in every single situation and scenario when it comes to like child rearing. And I acknowledge that the gender binary and the expectation that men are supposed to bring home the bacon and be strong. And I'm totally aware that these assumptions also hurt men in the long run. But that's not what this episode is about. I am talking about work-life balance and women and how I see this as a problematic way that in Western society in particular, women are often kind of constrained by these expectations. And I want to be clear here that I am not knocking any woman who views herself as traditional. That's not why I'm here at all. Because, I mean, girl, if you want to be a housewife, if you want to cater to your man and be the super traditional woman, I have absolutely no issue with that. I am a proponent for allowing women to choose for themselves. I want women to have the power and the resources to decide for themselves how they want to live. And so that is the key for me. I want women to have choices about what works for them and their families. I'm against this. Women should be expected to do it all. That's the issue that I take with this. Because I think living your best life, it becomes a lot harder when we are surrounded by these ideas that signal to us that women are supposed to bear the brunt of the labor and be all the things to everyone else and learn how to balance. And let's be honest, an assumption of work-life balance means that we should be striving to maintain this balance for our husbands or partners and our kids and not necessarily for ourselves. So that's also one of the reasons why I take issue with this conversation about work-life balance and then I think about a lot of reality tv shows which many of them are interesting so it's no shade to the reality tv shows I'm a big fan of some of the housewives franchises and the like celebrities when they get their own reality tv shows but these reality shows often have the same storyline that follows a woman as she tries to juggle motherhood and being a businesswoman and 
we'll get to see how she's balancing everything. And think about all the memes that say you have the same number of hours in the day as Beyonce. And I mean, even Beyonce said that we're strong enough to bear the children and get back to business. And I am a Beyonce fan. So this is not a critique so much as I'm trying to alert you to how the this idea of women being able to do it all and have it all is just so pervasive. And I totally acknowledge that the whole men are the breadwinners and women should be at home and barefoot and pregnant housewives is, it's it's very outdated at this point. I, I don't think, thankfully, I don't think that most Americans or most people think this way anymore. I think women shouldn't be working. At, at, at least I hope not. I, I just hope not. But, you know, I, I hope not. <laughs> But I also want to point out that this housewife image is directly tied to white femininity. So this isn't even a trope that applies to all women equally. Black women historically have been out here working and oftentimes we're not even given the option to be cared for and provided for. And I'm just conjecturing here, but I think part of the shift from this housewife image to the ideal woman who is balanced and has it all as far as her career and her family It's likely tied to the fact that we live in a capitalist society and capitalism as an economic system, along with inflation and higher cost of living, it just makes it more difficult for a lot of families to survive off of one income. And so a lot of times women are also the heads of households now. So I think this idea that women shouldn't work has pretty much kind of been broken down in our modern times in a lot of ways. So I doubt, like I said, that most Americans are walking around with this idea that women should be at home and should not be working. But I do think the expectations for women have evolved. And now women are not only expected to work, we are also expected to maintain the household and take on most of the childcare responsibilities in addition to having our careers. And I worry that these expectations often make us see ourselves from the perspective that we can always be doing better and we can always be more balanced and we are inadequate in some ways if we aren't dedicating a decent amount of time to everything. And I I just think that's a really toxic expectation. And this conversation is even more complicated for black women. We already have these controlling images to quote Patricia Hill Collins and her kind of seminal piece, like, Black Feminist Thought, one of the books I refer back to all the time when my research, these ideas, for example, like the Black women are mammy, superwoman, and strong Black women. These are all images that portray Black women as natural and innate caregivers. And this is just how it's supposed to be. And these images become so ingrained in us and so natural and widely accepted that a lot of times we're just taught not to question it. It's just a thing. It just makes sense that women are supposed to be doing the child rearing and washing the dishes and doing the laundry and keeping the house clean. It seems so natural and common sense that it doesn't matter that women are working 40 plus hours a week a lot of times and we're still expected to just suck it up and do the duties that are supposedly like expected and natural for us. And being a black woman, it absolutely comes with this added layer and assumption that we are strong enough to handle all of this because we're capable and strong and we do it all. And I mean, let's be clear. I mean, black women, we oftentimes 
will rise to the occasion when other people won't rise to the occasion. But I am totally like against this idea that we should have these layers and layers and layers of expectation that we should be acting a certain way and that we can just handle it because we're just naturally stronger. And I want you to like think about slavery and what it meant to be like a black enslaved woman and how black enslaved women were laboring right beside the men on the plantation. We obviously live in a different time period, like clearly, but that doesn't mean that we aren't haunted and living in the wake to quote Christina Sharp. I will link these books in the show notes, but it doesn't mean that we're not haunted and living in the wake of slavery and these ideas aren't still affecting us in some ways these controlling images not only shape how other people see us as black women but it oftentimes also shapes how we see ourselves so I want to encourage you to acknowledge and hold space for the frustration of an unequal distribution of labor in your house if that's what you're experiencing instead of trying to maintain the household and putting all this pressure on yourself to maintain the household and the balance between your work and working from home and your career and just trying to live up to this impossible seemingly impossible idea of balance I want to encourage you to shift your focus to making sure that you are good and you are caring for yourself and so for this week's action step I want to encourage you to do some journaling around what task you end up taking on And whether or not you are putting extra pressure on yourself to maintain or live up to this level of balance that you have in your mind. So some of the questions or the prompts that I want to give you this week are, do you feel guilty when you have to work and you can't be with your kids? If so, maybe write down why you may have some thoughts in there in your mind that are kind of lurking and aren't really serving you. Um, Does the house feel impossible to maintain while you're doing everything from home? If so, how does that make you feel? Do you feel less than worthy when things slip through the cracks? Do you feel less than worthy when the dishes are dirty, when the floor needs to be swept and mopped? Do you feel bad when your bathroom needs to be cleaned? So I encourage you to journal about how this experience of trying to maintain everything and how the pressures of trying to maintain this work-life balance may be affecting you. And I just want to point out that this is an especially hectic and chaotic time, y'all. Like it is, it is, it is a very hectic time. So for this week's introspection, I am just kind of going to be transparent about how I came to the topic of doing this particular episode this week. I'm recording this episode after I had a pretty long and demanding work week. I mentioned this before, but I'm working from home. I'm taking my last couple of classes for my PhD. I'm teaching remotely from home. And I've got to take care of my kids like at the same time. And this past week was especially busy with school and career stuff. Because I had a lot of meetings and due dates, I kind of fell behind a little bit. I got up at 5.30 or 6 a.m. almost every day last week because my kids aren't sleeping as late. So, you know, that already is a little bit strange when your kids wake you up at 5.30 a.m., honey. I just just have to be real about that. And I even got up 
at 4.45 one day because I needed to finish an assignment that I just was not able to get to earlier in the week the way I wanted to. And so much of last week was just spent running around, um, going downstairs to grab something in between classes and meetings. And my kids like literally falling out crying because they wanted me to stay downstairs with them because I hadn't, I wasn't able to be around as much because I had so much going on last week. And when I tell you the mommy guilt was strong, um, at one point my four-year-old asked me to, she was like, mommy, I want you to stay downstairs with us. And I was like, oh, sorry, I have to go to a meeting. And she was like, why do you have to go to a meeting? And I said, uh, I have to go to this meeting because mommy is studying to be a doctor. And after I explained to her that, no, I was not going to be a doctor like Doc McStuffins, who's giving people checkups, she finally said, I don't want you to be a doctor, mama. I want you to be mama. And it was funny in that moment that she just straight up said, look, forget this doctor stuff. I want you to be mama. Like, that was kind of funny, but also stung a little bit because... There are so many times I can't go for a walk with my kids or stay downstairs with them because I have meetings, I have papers to write, I have remote classes to teach and attend, and it hurts. And it's hard to say no to family time when I have all these deadlines and all this work to do, but I have to do it a lot more than I want to. And this idea that I should be maintaining this balance between my family and career becomes this added layer of navigating a space between work and motherhood that already feels impossible at times. And I'm someone who has a lot of support. Like my sister helps us with the kids. My husband is really progressive in that he is not walking around expecting me to wash his clothes. It's expecting me to be the only one doing the kids laundry and washing dishes and doing the cleaning. He's very supportive of me and my career goals. I'm so very fortunate for him, Chris. I appreciate you. <laughs> and the distribution of labor between us, it, it varies at times, but it's probably much more equal than a lot of parents and a lot of relationships. And I, I'm so grateful for that. But that doesn't mean that a lot of these images and discourses don't affect me. So I want you to, if it serves you, throw out this idea of work-life balance that is predicated on making sure that you're taking care of everyone and you're not letting things slip through the cracks because you are human. Some things are just not going to be balanced. And I keep telling myself that some things are just not going to be balanced when you're forced to do everything or do it all and maintain these multiple roles. Instead, focus on how you can care for it and treat yourself when there are so many people depending on you. So that is all for this week. Take care and be well. Thanks so much for listening to Her Guided Evolution. Don't forget to grab my free daily self-care plan, a guide that outlines exactly what you can do in the morning, afternoon, and evening to support your well-being. You can grab the guide at herguidedevolution.com forward slash plan. Once you sign up, I'll also send you free weekly emails to help you stay inspired and motivated on your well-being journey. Take care and I'll talk to you next week.